This is Saga, your weekly podcast about animation. On today's podcast, we're uncovering The Missing Link. Spoiler alert, this auto recording may contain spoilers, so please proceed with caution or an open mind. I don't care. So we have a few news stories for you this week. In our first news story, news story, <laughs> news story Studio Leica. Um, who made The Missing Link, which we'll be talking about uh, this week. Uh, that film is only projected to make about 8 to $12 million in its opening weekend, um, which is not great. Uh, and usually, like a movie's budget, are about $55 million, so they have a really uphill battle. And I don't think that's including advertisement, so they... They really have a long way to go. I don't know. I keep telling people about this movie, like, go see it. After I saw it last night, I was very impressed. But we'll get into that later. Yeah. And and, and this isn't really anything new for Leica. Uh, they usually have a hard time making their money back. But thankfully, um, the uh, founder of, of Leica has a rich father. And he's able to fund these movies. So, yeah, it's good. And our second news story, uh, we have got some news about the Disney Plus streaming service that's coming out uh, in November 12th of this year. Um, and it's supposed to be about like $6.99 per month. Uh, and it's going to have about 25 new shows and 10 new movies on their streaming service, including a Lady and the Tramp live action film, the Mandalorian Star Wars series and several Marvel series, as well as a Jeff Gold Goldblum uh, National Geogra- Geographic series. I'm sorry, say what? Na- a national Jeff Goldblum yeah, is going Geographic. to be voicing a National Geographic. That's right. Yeah, that's gonna make so many fangirls like <laughs> just weep. I never understood the appeal. Like, why? Like, what's the deal with like? fangirls and jeff goldblum i think it's just the way he talks like he's got like a wet mouth or something like that <laughs> and like he just like i don't know he just like creates this like like he, asmr thing i think for people and he has those bedroom eyes where he just kind of like looks at you all, all sensually yes basically <laughs> and we also have uh the live action lion king trailer came out that this week as well as the Adams Family trailers. Uh, what, did, what did you think about those? Um, I have seen the Lion King trailer, but not the Adams Family trailer. The Lion King trailer looks very good. I'm I'm actually really excited now. I'm hoping that they do the fans their justice because, frankly, if they don't, well, um, just another thumbs down for Disney, I guess. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean... I want to be excited for the live the the Lion King movie, but you know, I'll like so. There's Kimba, and I'll keep thinking of how Disney shafted Kimba. And, oh, yeah. I know. And uh, and also, it kind of looks like a Nat Geo documentary. <laughs> like it's almost too real. So, like Jeff Goldblum should be narrating it, basically. That would be perfect. <laughs> no songs just Jeff, Jeff Goldblum narrating this animated series about lions and then the father dies yeah, yeah. but the Adams Family trailer 
it looks a lot like Sausage Party, which makes sense because it's being directed by those same two guys. Uh, but it it has like a, a cheap look to it, which I'm not a fan of. But I really like the morbid humor in it. So that's something to look forward to. Yep, I fully agree. Um, our last news story revolves around Samurai Champloo. So Funimation released all of the Samurai Champloo series on YouTube for free. So go check that out on YouTube, please. Because why not? And so that's it for our news today. Let's get on to the main event, which is The Missing Link. So, The Missing Link. Sir Lionel Frost, the English monster hunter, has been contacted by a letter about the mysterious Sasquatch in the United States. While facing many adversaries throughout the way, Sir Frost makes his way to find the Sasquatch who is now being hunted. Their goal is to get him where he belongs in the Himalayas where Shangri-La lies. And they just, yeah, I mean, that's it. That's it, yeah. It's very dramatic, I think. Yeah, um, and uh, what's even more so is that I wasn't even paying attention through that whole paragraph. Oh, yeah. oh man. <laughs> Going to nod and, and, and agree with you. Smile and wave. So when did you see this movie, Garrison? Okay. Hello? Yeah. Uh, what? What you Hold say? on. Hi, Garrison's mom. Goodbye, Garrison's mom. Um, what was the question? Or the, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Well, when did you see this movie? Oh, I saw it Friday morning. Okay. Bird. Yeah. Um, what was your first reaction to the movie? First reaction? Um, uh, yeah, so it, so the, the trailers really didn't do much for me. Um, so I, I was kind of I was kind of dragging my feet coming to see it, but after the opening sequence, I, I was hooked and and I had a good time. That's awesome. That's seriously awesome. How about you? Um, I I'm so glad that the trailers didn't give away as much as they they could have because it really saved some of the best parts for the actual film. Yeah, yeah, that's uh pretty much just like Shazam. Um. They did the same thing. <laughs> Shazam, Shazam. Yeah, yeah. They Shazam. they kept a lot of the um, best stuff in the movie, but yeah, uh, I think the jokes worked better in the film more than it did in the trailers. Because I actually really ended up liking the humor. Like I had chuckles th- uh, throughout the whole film, and uh, it's definitely my sense of humor. Yeah, I agree with you. It's so dry. It's such good dry comedy because it's not one of those like i think we talked about this like the different ha-has and then there's like the guffaw and then there's the like the ha-ha <laughs> you know yeah. and this is one of those things that's like did it what, what are those sound effects i don't understand yeah it's all right you don't have to understand it's like one of those things that's like you have to you just have to believe in it uh i'm i'm scared (laughs) it's a science man you can't just you know can't just jump in you have to really be able to to study it Hmm. sure i'll just 
agree with you on that. <laughs> um, so you so you mentioned this horse, like you, you don't really like this horse. It's not just the horse, honestly. Okay, so one of the funniest, weirdest parts about this whole film, and I thought about it afterwards um, when the entire film was done, as I was like looking into um, the Sasquatch's eyes, whose new name is Susan, because he gave himself his name, which is Susan. Um, all of the eyes are always facing forward. Like even on the animals whose eyes should be on the sides of their heads, they're always in the front. So it looks super weird when you're looking at it. But I realized after the movie was done, I said to myself, I was like, you know what? Maybe it's because they want all of the animals to look more human. And it actually worked like the horse, the the birds in the movie, all of the animals whose eyes were facing front gave them more human features, which made them more relatable. As weird as that is, it just did. Hmm. Now, was it you that, that said that the animals looked too real in The Lion King? Did you say that? or I don't remember. Okay. Okay. Um, n- never mind then. Okay, so, yeah... I noticed that too, like that the eyes <laughs> were in front and and it looked really silly. <laughs> it did. Um, be, but I think it was such a good choice to make because it's not something you see in most animation movies or any movie really. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a movie where the eyes are like in the front of like an animal. I don't know. It just, it, it was funny and it was it was just it was really a good choice that, yeah the whole production team made <laughs> yeah uh have you seen the Mowgli movie on netflix no i have not uh, yeah they did the same thing with the animals on that too uh and it looks <laughs> odd in live action like you would think it would be a, a good choice for for live action to so you can like uh connect more with the animals but it, it, no it's pretty weird it's pretty scary <laughs> i'm gonna have to check that out now <laughs> um other than that like the entire film was beautiful like stunning in terms of stop motion animation this is by far one of the best feats i think i've ever seen in stop motion i mean i'm talking to like sp- surpass like all of tim burton's stuff surpass like any of the wes anderson films i mean it was beautiful the lighting was amazing that was one thing that really like i paid attention to mm-hmm. was the lighting i didn't pay too much attention to the music i think it just kind of blended in really well um with a story but as far as like the settings all of the characters all of their displays were amazing the um the only other thing I could think of was um, the Adelina. Her her eyes were a little bit weird to me. I don't know why. It was just like they were off center or something or like they weren't symmetrical. Mm-hmm. That bugged me a little bit. But other than that, like everything was just amazing. Yeah. Did you happen to stay like maybe three or four minutes after the credits to like see how this one scene was made? No, I didn't know there was a thing. Yeah. they They like briefly showed how the elephant scene was made do you remember oh maybe i can find it on youtube somewhere yeah that that i mean 
the set is is huge like you really i mean you don't really quite understand how big these sets are until you like see it um like in perspective yeah it's pretty insane but the ship scene where the walls were switching and changing that was incredible like i want to know how they made that that was i know and like all of the water like you know it makes me question like if they even used entirely stop motion or if they like added some cgi into there because of how stunning and how like how some of the camera movements all of that how any of that was made because especially with the water like there's even like a river that they show that like there's a a horse's hoof that goes into this river and it looks just like water like i was blown away i don't know how they did it so um they do use some uh c c cg um so so i think uh like Disney and Pixar are like, you know, 100% uh, um, C- CG. And then Ardman is like 100% um, like stop motion. Okay. And then Laika is sort of in the middle, but more closely towards uh, stop motion. Okay. So, um, yeah, they do use some, but mostly for like the backgrounds and like small little things. That's good because I, I can't imagine how they would manufacture such good like good film um decoration without without doing that like i i don't know how they would how they would have been able to um yeah otherwise it just would have looked artificial you know like sean the sheep basically um with their water and how they do theirs they i mean they they use like cotton and stuff to represent water i think yeah but- yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like plastic wrap and things like that. Right, but this one was nothing like that. Nothing like that at all. Um, um yeah, go ahead. Uh, forget. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So, what's great about stop motion is that the the lighting is like it's good. Like it feels uh tangible, which is something uh CG hasn't quite gotten the hold up yet, and and uh well. Like it feels real, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, also, the characters were so beautiful. Like they were well defined. They had good features. Um, and also, like I noticed this too. Like the mouth movements on the characters, especially on Sir Lionel Frost, he had this like smirk that he would do. You know that like. I bet is so difficult to to create in stop motion animation because you know like a lot of times they have different heads for like every different like mouth movement right mm-hmm. and um I can't even imagine how many pieces they had for Lionel Frost it must have been hundreds yeah I bet yeah totally uh and you and you mentioned uh you have here that you can't believe she was wearing heels while while climbing. Yeah, she totally was though. I didn't notice. That's interesting. You would notice that. Well, because that was one of those things. It's like she's such a girly girl. Like I noticed that too. Like <laughs> So they climb this mountain in the Himalayas, right? And then Adelina, this character who's like this, I don't know, like westernized Spanish woman from 
Spain or something like that, like she will not go a day without wearing heels. And there's a lot of women like that that just always, always wear heels. And this chick is climbing a Himalayan 90 degree, like, mountain wearing heels <laughs> i don't know that that's okay that's a, that's a personal choice i guess for the creators i mean i'm more con- concerned that she was wearing that thick dress that i mean how how did she climb in that i don't think she was wearing a dress when she was climbing she had like pants and like a jacket oh did she yeah okay uh i guess it's a girl thing we just know those things <laughs> let's see uh do you have anything else? I don't think um, you said, okay, so there is an antagonist in this film, and his name is, like, Stank, Mr. Yeah. Stank. Mm-hmm. He, Willard, yeah, Willard Stank, he is a weird, weird little dude, but he is so funny. And, like, um, yeah, like we said, spoiler alert, like, a lot of the people die in this movie. There's, there's, There's a big scene at the end where there's just... Oh, that was one thing too. It was like at the end when they were on the um on the bridge and they were like falling, I was like my heart was racing. <laughs> I was terrified that they were all going to fall. Well, they did fall a little bit. A little bit, but they were it was like really suspenseful. I was like, "Oh my gosh, what's going to happen next?" I was I was caught. I was stuck in my seat trying to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty cool scene like where they were like like fighting on the rope and and they were trying not to fall that was a pretty cool scene yeah it says yeah i see that you wrote something about the bounty hunter in that scene oh yeah he <laughs> so he got impaled by an icicle then falls to his death that's that was insane that 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 shocked me yeah i know <laughs> they didn't show any like gruesome like blood or anything but that was terrifying <laughs> And I see that you wrote the same thing that I was thinking this too, is like, how could Lionel hold like hundreds of pounds? Like, I think they said in the beginning, like the the Sasquatch was like 600 pounds yeah. or something like that. Like, and then who knows how much Adelina is. And he's like on the edge of this cliff, like using the tips of his fingers to hold like a thousand pounds. <laughs> on this cliff and i don't he's got superhuman strength or something yeah apparently um yeah but uh you know one thing that i appreciated about this is is that they didn't arbitrarily put the you know the two characters in a in like uh in a romantic entanglement um at the end because that's sort of a trope at this point where where the two characters are forced to fall in love, you know? Yes, I agree. Like, Adelina's character was strong. She wasn't um, somebody that relied on, like, somebody else for her benefit. Like, she just wanted to help everybody else. And she she could stand on her own two feet or heels, you know, whatever. Yeah. Also, it wouldn't make that much sense because didn't Lionel have some involvement in what happened to her her husband like like they had a falling out or yes he was involved in his death or something yeah it kind of makes me wonder like like i kind of want to hear the backstory of him too like but they didn't show any of that so yeah but this movie does end on like a like a an 
interesting note. Um, it ends sort of like a sequel might happen, but Laika isn't known for their sequels, um, so it's probably not going to happen. But uh, yeah, just like open ended. Yeah, the story doesn't end here, but it's not going to continue. Yeah. So overall, I really like this movie. Um, great voice casts, great sets, colors, costumes, um, great action. Give it a. I'll give it an eight. An eight out of ten. Yeah. Okay. Um. I yeah. Nine point seven out of ten, maybe. Like overall, it did a really good job. It was a very well-rounded film. Um, I don't know. Like maybe there's something missing that would give it like, you know, I would probably give it a perfect score, but I feel like maybe there's something missing. Like I didn't cry in the film, so maybe that's what's missing. Hmm. Yeah, sh- uh, should have gotten some Pixar writers and maybe yeah. we cried. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. 9.7 out of 10. Go watch it. Definitely need to watch it. Help Laika out. Yes. Help them out. Help us out, too, by <laughs> listening to this podcast <laughs> and sharing. Um, but anyway, let's get on to the facts about The Missing Link. Um so this movie is rated PG. It is an hour and 35 minutes long. So it's showing in many, most movie theaters right now. It's not on any streaming services right now. Um, the director is Chris Butler, who did an amazing job. Thank you, Chris Butler. He also wrote the script or the screenplay for this film. Um, the production companies that were in charge of this were Leica and Annapurna Pictures. I don't really know if I remember seeing much from Leica, but I do know Annapurna um, has done quite a f- few things. The main producers are Travis Knight and Ariana Sutner. It was released Friday, October, April 12th, 2019. Some of the main voice casters will, you'll, you'll probably know these names, are, of course, Hugh Jackman as Sir Lionel Frost, Zach Galifianakis as Susan, and then Zoe Salanda as Annalita. And of course there's other characters in there oh, like Stephen. Sorry? Zoe Saldana. Saldana. You said, you said something strange. Anyway. Zoe, Zoe Saldani. Don't worry about it. Uh, Stephen Fry is also in this film, David Williams, Emma Thompson, Matt Lucas, and among many other voice actors. So this set was constructed over 110 different sets with 65 unique locations for the film. That's amazing. You know what, what, you know what, what like I should do is have studio tours so people can like check out their different sets that would be so awesome. Like they would me- definitely make their money back if they had uh if they had open like tours and stuff. They should, especially with the sets that they have. Like let me in. I want to see those. I want to go, yeah. All right. Well, let's contact like us, see what they say. Yeah. Um and then when searching for the film, um don't (laughs) i thought this was funny so this is just like a little factoid that i thought was funny um don't be mistaken by clicking the wrong link for the missing link because otherwise you'll end up on a social like business page called the missing link so i don't know if that's funny or not to anybody else but because it's social media you know you link social media and yeah also 
also you'll find stuff about cavemen if you true <laughs> yes so um what do you say we get to the trivia sure all right now for the trivia we have five questions for you this week question number one what was the name of lionel frost's valet or partner question two who taught susan how to play chess question three in what city was the train station located question four how many scratches did or how many scratches were on stink's head in question five what do the himalayans use for fuel all good questions find the questions and answer on podsaga.com all right thanks for listening to our show thanks for listening i i already said that uh so let's tune in uh next week or next time as we get our minds blown by avengers endgame uh I think we should, um, I think we're posting our previous uh, Infinity War podcast um, as a little bit of uh, context as to our feelings going into this new movie. But anyways, all information we uh, we have here is researched by Sarah and Garrison. And this podcast is produced and edited by Sarah Sadri. And uh, we have a nice day. Potslaga.com. Thanks for listening to our show. Tune in next week as we talk about a few shorts. Bow, Felix Colgrave, and Kit Bull. Please share with your friends and family and loved ones, even your pets. I think that they all appreciate this. And all information is researched by Sarah and Garrison. And this podcast is produced and edited by Sarah Sadri. Music is to be determined, so stay tuned, stay with us, be patient. And um, we hope you enjoyed yourself. Please listen to this and share it on uh, potsaga.com. And if you have any questions, please email us on there as well. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.